You're listening to the Community Call with host Murray Riley Jr. Hello, folks. This is the Community Call podcast. Again, I'm your host, Murray Riley Jr. We're back for another rousing episode of the Community Call podcast. We wanted to come back for a special Wednesday night episode of the show in law of things that are happening right now across America and across the world. And the top stories for today, everyone, we just made it to hump day and Bill Barr rolls over DOJ twist to defend Donald Trump in a lawsuit. Attorney General William Barr is once again gone to bat for the president, Donald Trump, taking an unusual step of seeking to substitute the U.S. government for Trump as a defendant in a defamation lawsuit brought against him by a woman who claimed he raped her in the 90s. In a motion filed in New York State Court, the Justice Department said Trump had been acting within the scope of his office as president when he called Arthur E. Jane Carroll's rape accusation a lie during a June 2019 interview in which he said he couldn't have raped her because she wasn't his type. I'll tell you the truth, y'all. I just don't know what to say anymore. Boy. Hmm. Also, Trump boosts of sailing into an easy election before COVID hit. Trump claimed he had been sailing into an easy election victory before the coronavirus pandemic struck, despite trailing Democratic nominee Joe Biden in the polls. Well before the public health crisis begun, uh, Trump bragged to supporters at a campaign rally in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, that the 2020 election was going to be so easy. Trump also pondered without offering any evidence whether China, from where COVID-19 is believed to have originated, had in purpose to spread the disease. Oh, well, the president has been living up this this theory for a long time, folks, and I don't think this changes anything if you ask me. Also, Biden is urging Trump to take the pledge that he'll um, heed the scientists on safety amid fears that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration will rush the introduction of a COVID-19 vaccine in response to, to a pressure from Trump. Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden wants clarification from the agency on how it will decide whether such a treatment is ready and evolve from Trump to do what the FDA's scientists recommend. The demand were the demands were among several conditions the Biden campaign said the federal government must satisfy in order to guarantee a safe and effective COVID-19 vaccine. Let's tell you what, folks, we've been working on this one for a minute. And hats off to the Biden campaign for asking them to make sure they heed the safety concerns from the FDA. Yes, the president wants to rush this vaccine out before November the 3rd so he can take claim for having a vaccine for the coronavirus during this election. (sighs) Everybody knows that. You know what I call this, folks? Grandstanding. This is called grandstanding. What, no matter how you look at it, is grandstanding. Also, Senate GOP goes small on another relief package. Republicans will try to pass a narrow coronavirus relief measure as early as this week. Senate Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, announced uh, giving his vulnerable members um, facing re-election something to run on ahead of November elections. The measure isn't expected to pass both houses and might even fail in the Senate, due in part to Democrats' demands for more comprehensive 
package that includes more relief for millions of Americans suffering due to the coronavirus pandemic. And yes, I don't blame them. I will stand and just stand and just stand and just stand until we get what we want. Absolutely stand. Stand, Democrats. Stand. Take a stand. Yes. Well, folks, we got another we got another shooting that took place. Um, a pol- the police um, shot a 13-year-old boy with autism. Authorities in Utah are investigating the shooting of a 13-year-old autistic boy by police in the Salt Lake City area. Police said they were on call. Uh, they were called to a home in in the in the Glendale Glendale area on Friday night with a report of a boy who had had been threatened, who was threatening people with a weapon. The boy reportedly ran and was shot by officers being pursued by the police. The boy's mother, Golda Barton, said her son has autism and she she had called the police because he was having a breakdown and needed a crisis intervention team. Barton claimed she told the police her son was unarmed and warned them that he didn't know how to regulate his behavior. And this came from the Associated Press folks. And we have another shooting that took place by police officers. This story just broke on Friday this week, and we're we're still getting details from it. So what I want to say about this one, everybody, stay tuned. There's going to be more that's going to come out from this. I, I know it is. I know it is. Also, drug makers make vaccine safety pledge. Nine drug makers racing to develop the COVID-19 vaccine in the U.S. and Europe have signed a pledge to put safety first and adhere to the scientific guidelines amid growing public skepticism and pressure from the White House to release the vaccine by the end of the year. The companies publicly vowed to follow high ethical standards and sound scientific principles set by the regulatory agencies, including the USDA. And any product submitted for emergency use authorization will have to first demonstrate safety and efficiency through large clinical trials. And yes, folks, these are our Wednesday night headlines for the community call. I tell you what. Some stuff that I'm just wanting to talk with the guys with, you know, there's some craziness going on in America right now. And I'll tell you the truth. We have a rush to get a vaccine out, which I just think is absolute bonkers. And this president doesn't want to do it the right way, folks. He wants to go around, around, around and get this vaccine out before November the 3rd so he can have something to say to his constituents and say, see, I told you I was going to have a vaccine ready for y'all right on election day. What do you guys think? And, you know, they're going to buy into it. That's the sad part about this. They're going to buy into this stuff. Absolutely shameful that the president is playing on people's feelings right now. You got 190,000 dead. You got 6 million people infected with the coronavirus. What in the heck is Donald Trump thinking? Okay. Also, we want to talk about some things tonight as well. Uh, Remarks backfire, military redeemed. 
And I'll tell you what, guys, uh, Michael has given us some more information about the military redemption. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight as well here on the show. Also, he wants us to, he wants to talk about law and order backfires, too. And disloyal. Throw it, throw the book at him. That's what he's saying. This is something Trump would say in his opposition, but the truth, the truth, the large majority of American people and others worldwide would turn it around and direct it toward him. However, this is the reference to the latest anti-Trump tell-all book hitting shelves coming to the library or bookstore near you. The simple yet exact disloyal comes from former Trump personnel, personal attorney and fixer Michael Cohen. Yeah, he he had a lot to say. Murray's going to pick this one up, folks. We're going to talk about this one a little bit, too, coming up in the show. Also, we want to share with you what in the heck is wrong with you. I think I've asked that question, too. Amongst the multiple broadcast journals critical of Trump's despicable disparaging attacks toward our fallen U.S. military servicemen and women in the MSC, MSNBC and Don Lemon, whom sometime a while ago on air and looking straight at the camera asked a very simple question, yet a serious question to Trump in case he happened to be listening and watching. What in the heck is wrong with you? While such a question is befitting to ask a sinister and delusional Donald Trump, it ought, it ought to also be directed to his base who devoutly follow him with no questions asked nor thought of any kind on their end regarding consequences, penalties for committing such criminal criminal acts on his behalf at his request in support of his criminal agenda. Host Murray Riley and Mike and senior panelist Michael S.W. Voice of the People had a sidebar chat recently informing each other some highly disturbing pro-Trump dialogue and rhetoric they each have encountered in various formats. And, and folks, yes, we're gonna share this with y'all tonight. And, how is everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing well in the midst of everything going on here in America. We're a few days removed from uh, Labor Day, Labor Day, which was in some sorts in my mind that in places in America, it was disastrous because you had folks that didn't wear a mask and wasn't doing the social distancing at all after all that direction by public officials, government officials, people close to each other. La da 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 da. Okay, folks, that's what I'm saying. Okay, we're going to get into the show. Michael and, and Victor are here tonight. We're going to bring these guys in. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, sir? Hey, hey, Marie. I'm keeping um, keeping my head up high. At least I haven't cracked up like a lot of these Trump supporters have, unfortunately. My heart still goes out to them. Cause yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say like they're little babies, but for some strange reason, they're not knowing any better and not using simple common sense. There are people that I even know that are on the GOP side. And you're starting to, at least I'm starting to see who are the legitimate and logical GOPs, those that have called Trump out, and those that are still embracing him like some kind of false god, I cannot begin to tell you the rhetoric I read. We're going to talk about it in a second. Let me get yeah. Victor here into this conversation. Hello, Victor. How are you, sir? 
I'm fine. And um, first, I want to say that me or any of my fellow soldiers who made the ultimate sacrifice, who have got injured in combat, they are not losers or suckers. And it's very, very believable that he said that because we discussed it before. What did he call John McCain? A loser. Because he said, I like my um, heroes not captured. Yeah, he did so, say that. Um, I uh, am just... Just hold it. Just hold it for a second. Just hold okay. it for a second. I don't know how you feel. It's, it's all balled up in you, right? It's balled up in me too, fellas. It's balled up in me too. I'm going to tell you something. And you know we, what I said last week. Yeah, I know what you said last week. And the, the, yeah, and the audience is saying, that's what they're saying about what we talked about, my friend. Listen, folks, we want to get back to, to some of these headlines and then we're going to jump over into our main topics for tonight. And Guys, Bill Barr is, is is being a personal attorney to the president. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Now, this accusation is another of many accusations that Donald Trump raped a woman here, folks. And let's put this disclaimer out here before we get a lawsuit on us. And I, I have a lawyer, and I hope he's listening tonight. Uh, we We want to just, we're not going to say the president is guilty. He has to go through the through the legal through the legal process with this before we can make any decisions whether he's guilty or not. But our opinions will be held to our own guides here tonight, guys. Okay, that's our disclaimer, ladies and gentlemen. We want to make sure you understand we're not judging the president, but we are giving our honest opinions, our opinions on this on this matter. Okay, guys, Bill Barr rolls over. Now, we didn't have Bill Barr do some things. We, the, the attorney general had some questions and made some questionable decisions. Okay. Michael, what's your thoughts on Bill Barr and, and what's going on with this situation? This woman who made this accusation in the 90s. Okay. And this, this, this court, this motion was filed in New York State Court. And so how do you guys feel? Because I know New Yorkers are like, okay. Not again. Well, what's, what are your thoughts? Well, it'd be another um, person added to the list. I do not know the extent of the allegations, but allegations are generally serious unless someone can actually prove that there's a credibility problem. But let's face facts. There have been other women who have, have come forth with identical allegations and personal trauma, if you want to use that word, you know, they're the ones that described it. And, you know, the cases are going to come to court and then you got to have a real, you got to ask, like, why in the world is it that um, Trump and company constantly try to silence these women? You know, to, if we all know about the Stormy Daniels situation. I mean, yes, it's just opinionated, but we're thinking rationally as well. But I was just want to add also, Murray, um, to what you said, that we at the Sky Shout Radio Podcast also use facts. Now, no matter if one wants to side with the uh, woman in question or wish to side with Trump, the main question is what in the world is Bill Barr doing as an attorney general being a personal defender 
for Donald J. Trump. That is not, I repeat, not the job of the Attorney General. The Attorney General is supposed to be, in so many words, policing the police, policing governments. They're supposed to be the advocates for the civil rights of the American people. And I was watching um, this morning on the news, Ricky Kleeman, she is a seasoned lawyer, former prosecutor, former um, criminal defense attorney, happened to be married to a former um, NYPD commissioner, Bill Bratton. But the lady is a seasoned lawyer. She was a court TV correspondent. She took, she covered the Simpson case, and she is very high on the Constitution. And she herself voiced displeasure and outrage at what is transpiring. And one important note that should raise the eyebrows of every single American, and that is how in the heck that this is going to be a personal defense team for Trump at our tax-paying dollars expense. That is not, I repeat, not the purpose of the Attorney General, and I would urge Democrats in Congress to start pursuing action, including impeachment, against Bill Barr. Trump is entitled to counsel, but that is to come from his own money or a court-appointed attorney, not a federal attorney general that's supposed to be working on behalf of the people, the people. Let me you say got, one more you time. Got it. The American people. Thank you. Victor, what do you feel? How are you feeling with this one? Um, anything that Donald Trump is accused of, he have raised a let you know that he probably did it. Um, I don't want to say he did because, like you say, we had to think of the legality, but he probably did it because you remember that, um, what was that show, Inside Edition Bus, the open mic? Remember the things he said? If I, I think you're referring to Access, that was Access Hollywood. That's it, Access yeah. Hollywood. Thank you. Yes, but you, what he said, the things he said, I'm a celebrity. If I see a pretty woman, I can walk up to her and kiss her. I don't even have to ask her. I can grab him by the, and you know what the rest you know of what. was. And so Trump had a way of letting you know these things. Because just like we stated earlier, suckers and losers, he, he, he said it before. And so... Then to get to the Attorney General, Bill Barr, he have lowered himself more so than Lindsey Graham because he's an Attorney General, Attorney General of the United States. When Donald Trump said the thing about telling the people to vote twice in North Carolina, he said in an interview, well, I don't know North Carolina law. You're the Attorney General. You should find out what the law is. You're supposed to be the top lawyer of the land. How can you sit there and say you don't know what the law is? As a soldier, as a sergeant, I can't tell my soldiers to, to, to do about face and I don't know how to do an about face myself. But Bill exactly. Barr has loaded himself to where he is 
just a lawyer for the president. He's not for the people. Forget that. He's a lawyer for the president. And that's his mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. job. Okay, fellas, question. That. I got a question. I got a question first. Mm-hmm. Is what Bill Barr doing, is what Bill Barr is doing, is it impeachable offenses? Okay, you got you got three minutes. You got three minutes. You can't tell me. How do you feel about it? Is what he's doing impeachable? You know, everybody's talking about DOJ right now. Yes, he's in the headlines again with this situation with Trump and this woman. Um, so how do you guys feel? Is the things that Bill Barr's been doing has been impeachable or not? Michael? Yeah. Sure. Go, go ahead, Victor. Go ahead, Michael. All right. Uh, I, I go ahead. Say, yes, go, go ahead, Michael. I would say absolutely impeachable. And I would have thought that this latest um, incident would have been and should have been the last straw. When you add to the fact of the other instances of Bill Barr interfering in this and leaning on the scale of justice to be fit and to favor um, Donald Trump, when you have, um, what's his name, Tony, I hope I get the name right, Tony Flynn, when you've got um, Paul Manafort, you know, um, when um, when they try to get those two guys, um, the sentences shortened and to uh, be free and to get the charges dismissed after they have pled guilty. You know what I'm saying? So, no, the thing is, is that that is obstruction of justice right there and playing with the courts and playing with people's lives. You know, perjury is a serious offense. You supporting perjury, that is impeachable as well. So it's like the, the, the stuff is stacked up so high. What the heck does it take to take action against him and get him the hell out of there? Well, well, it's got to be, it's got to be a unanimous, it's got to be a unanimous vote. Got to be a unanimous vote for, for impeachment. Victor, what are you thinking over there, sir? Because the, these matters are getting out of hand with the president and the DOJ. They can't be this close as you guys well, have been saying. He's supposed to be working for the people and not the president. The DOJ is not the personal attorney for the president. If no. the president wants a personal attorney, he has to hire one and not use yeah. the DOJ. So how you feel? Well, here's how I feel. As long as you got um, Republican congressmen, Republican senators who are going to sit back and say nothing and find a way to try to defend him. Just last week, um, our own senator in South Carolina, Nancy Graham, was trying to defend him again. And as long as you have these folks who are afraid of being voted out of their office, these things are going to continue to happen. And here's my um, worst fear. Okay, say 55 more days from now, Donald Trump loses the election to um, Vice President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And once he has to accept the fact that he lost, from that time when he's a lame duck president, 
he's going to leave all kind of chaos for the incoming party. He's going to make sure that he makes things chaotic for VP Biden. He's going to well, make it a point. Well, this is the thing I want to say in, in, in what you're saying. I agree with you, Victor. There's going to be some chaotic times if there's a change of presidents. Now, every president that we've had and every presidential election that we've had, there's always been a smooth transition from one president to the next president. Barack Obama did the courtesy of handing over the president to Donald, presidency to Donald Trump in a smooth transition. I agree with you that there may be some chaotic moments because what's going to happen is that Donald Trump is going to contest this election, too based on the things that have already been happening when, in regards to COVID-19 and what's going on with, with fraudulent ballots, which he's been planning in people's minds that we don't know what's going to happen with these ballots. There's going to be a whole bunch of them. I'm getting off topic, but I'm, I'm saying this as an example of would this be something that the attorney general would correct and not allow to happen and, and, and insist on the handover of power be smooth. Congressional members would want that. Doesn't never doesn't necessarily fall on the shoulders of the DOJ, but will fall on congressional members that the handover of power be smooth and not chaotic as we thinking that will I'm thinking it's gonna happen too, but I, I really honestly believe the congressional members wouldn't let this happen. Both sides understand that when one party loses, the other party takes over, and there's a there's a transitional period that happens. You have the you have a month's worth of transitioning going on, in, in with both parties, the party of the loser and the party of the winner, and so those things go hand in hand. Yes, folks, we're kind of talking about the transition between winners and losers of the presidency. So, but back back to my point, which is Bill Barr. Is what's going on worthy of impeachment? And Victor, how do you feel? Yes or no? What's been happening with Donald Trump? Is it worthy of impeachment? Yes, it is very much okay. so. Very and, much so. Um, unfortunately, I agree. unfortunately, he should have been removed from office the first time. But we got these Republicans who's gonna find ways to justify it. And let me say yeah. something real quick, because um, I looked at this program on CNN that they um, did on Saturday night. It talked about the the fake news thing. They talk about fake news. They talk about people like Infowars, Alex Jones, and people of that nature. The conspiracy theorist. Now, years ago, I used to be a conspiracy theorist, but then I started looking at facts. And what happened is that being conspiracy theorists, they found ways to justify Trump. They try they try to find ways to justify everything. They go as far as to take a pizza place in Texas and say that the um owner of the pizza place because they're gay, they um have a pedophile ring going on that goes as far as to involve um Secretary Hillary Clinton. Conspiracy yes. theorists. And and with these people with this type of thinking, they're gonna find any way to justify 
anything that the president does. And this is why, like, I I um remember when Barack Obama was president, I could debate people about President Obama or whoever the opposition was. But see, now with the people who support Trump, there's no debating them because every day we're seeing this man do something sillier and sillier. When we thought that we had seen the worst of it, it'd be even crazier. But they would find a way to support it. How you support a man who calls soldiers suckers and losers? How you support a man who tells Bob Woodward? This is the thing with me, and I, I and I and I want us to move on to our next point. This is the thing sure. with me with this. This is the thing with me. We all we we all understand here that the nature of what people think. You have that the 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 main one. You had a Georgia representative, I think it was, who won a district. Her and she is a conspiracy theorist all the way through. A, a Quinon supporter. And folks, yes, if you haven't heard of the name, you need to go ahead and Google that name, Quinan with the Q N A N. Quinan is the name. These and it's a hosting site that has all these conspiracy theories out here for folks to check out. But see, one thing I want to say about conspiracy theories, they always are proven through facts, as you say, Victor. Yes, the conspiracy theories are proven out through facts. Once the facts are, are given, then the conspiracy theories are answered. So you you have an answer to the question. Yes, you have a bunch of people who play on conspiracy theories all the time. And I think the only reason why they use those conspiracy theories is to create fear and confusion amongst people who want to put faith in a person. And so that's why we have conspiracy theorists out there now. Yes, we have our share of African-American Conspiracy theorists, too, need to say that. I need to say it. Who don't believe in some things because of the way things have been over the last 30 years or more. And I'm not going to say 50 years. I'm going to say 30 years. I'm going to keep this in the present, in the present, because you're going to start in 1970 and come all the way to 2020. And so we've had our share of conspiracy theories based on from the 70s up until now. And so that that's why we have even more conspiracy theories that have been let loose on the American public coming from talking heads too. Rush Limbaugh, you got a whole bunch of other ones on the other side that continue to use these con- conspiracy theories to confuse the American public. Now, the other side wow. will ex- the other side will accept these conspiracy theories as truth. And that stuff hasn't been proven. Once proven, they still don't want to believe it because once you believe it, that means you're accepting of it. That's what it means. Now, I hope everybody is clear of, of the understanding of the conspiracy theories. Michael, you understand that? You're good, you're good with it, Victor? You guys are good with this? We're going to move on to our next point. Can I? Okay. Oops. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and make your point, and we're going to move on, sir. Absolutely. Adding to what Victor was saying about um, these people supporting Trump at at any cost whatsoever, a lot of these GOPs, just have to remind everybody, a lot of these GOPs have been around for 20 or 25 years, were so quick to impeach and try to oust a certain president 
for a private consensual affair at an incriminating stain on a blue dress. They made a big stink out of that, which never cost any lives, but they're constantly doing, and what's um, the words that you like to use, Murray, giving this one a free pass over and over and over again, lives that have cost innocent lives that we are now yeah. looking at close to 200 grand casualties, and that's just from the COVID-19. This is not including the number of thousands of lives lost at the hands of racial hatred and police abuse, um, violence and gun violence perpetrated by this man's lies, hate, and rhetoric. Yes, yes, I agree totally. Guys, we're going to move on to our next point. That is, the president is talking about this this election would have been easy sailing for him if the COVID-19 hadn't hit. What are you guys' thoughts? We're going to be brief with this. What do you guys think? Victor, you think it would have been easy sailing for the president if COVID-19 hadn't hit? Everybody talks about this economy. Everybody's talking about the numbers of, at Wall Street, the employment numbers and such before March came in with COVID-19. So how do you feel? You think you think this would have been easy sailing for Donald Trump? No, because um, I'm going to quote what Joe Biden said. Right now we're in a fight for the soul of our nation. Even before COVID-19 came along, Donald Trump was doing some shady, rotten stuff. And mm. um, I, I just don't see it being smooth sailing for him. Okay. Michael, what's your thoughts? You feel the, the same? same way. The same way. And we also gotta we also gotta remind everybody this COVID nineteen pandemic, Mr. Trump, is your fault. Why is it your fault? Because we had a pandemic commission in place here set by your predecessor, Mr. Barack Obama, whom you are so obsessed full of hate of him because of your racism and your determination to disbark every single great thing that man has put forth for the sake of this nation. All you had to do was just build up on it and not be so doggone selfish about yourself and trying to incite your base to continue on with your dangerous criminal um, attitude. No, you disbarked that and now look at where we're at now. And then you want to blame Obama for the COVID-19. You want to blame Democrats. You want to blame Murray. You want to blame Michael. You want to blame Victor. You want to blame Joe Biden. And the list goes on and on and on. When you're the yeah. one that took the executive initiative, I hate using that word executive when it comes to him, but everybody but knows you, what the deal is. Respect is respect. I understand, guys. We are, we respect the we respect this office. That's why we are we're respectful of the presidency. We respect also, the office. Always. It's important. Go ahead, Victor. Also, he wants to blame China. He wants to blame China and cause the thing the Wuhan flu, and he yes. wants to say it come from China and China did it. He takes no responsibility for none of his actions. 
let's look back at um, President Obama when Ebola came about. They jumped on it. They sent people to the country to combat it at that country. They sent the people who were most knowledgeable in the field of pandemic mm-hmm. to handle it. And how many people died from Ebola in the United States? Two. Who was That's five. right. People from Africa. Two. No American lost their lives. And can I go back to something real quick? Um, go, Victor. When you were talking about when you were talking about the uh, fact that you're trying to um, bring about a vaccine for political reasons, let's talk about who else tried to do that and it failed for them. President Gerald Ford, when you had a strand of the H1N1, and he had uh, they came up with this vaccine. He even took some, took it himself. But it backfired on him, and he ended up losing the 1976 presidential election to Jimmy Carter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what happened. You know what's interesting? This is a recurring theme. It's a recurring theme with this going on, guys. And and, and we're right here on the next bullet point, and that's Biden urges Trump to pledge he'll heed the scientists on safety. And you guys just blew this one out the water, of course. I don't think Donald Trump is going to heed the safety. He's going to try to push this uh, vaccine out as fast as he can because it's leverage for this election. That's why he wants to move it out here. Uh, let's talk about the money. Yes, Murray said it. Let's talk about the money. The Senate GOP goes small on another relief package. And the Republicans will, will try to pass a narrow coronavirus measure as early as this week. Guys, Mitch McConnell's going to try to put this thing through because he's he's in a tight race in Kentucky. I miss my Kentucky, and I know he would have a lot to say about what's going on between Mitch McConnell and Amy McGrath. Folks, that race is tight there in Kentucky. Uh, let's see. Uh, my map is still my map is still showing red for Kentucky. Uh, but we we're going to I guarantee you it'll be wonderful. We can flip this Senate seat. Guys, how you feel about this package? They're saying of they're going to try to get this out. Democrats are going to walk away, maybe, because we want more money than that. And I agree because we need to save these small businesses and we need this money for we need this money for money for the front line. The front line folks out here who, who need PPE and everything else they can get their hands on during this pandemic. Michael, talk to me. You in New York where. There's there's much, much, much planning by Governor Cuomo there, who's my pseudo president. Go ahead. Talk to me. Well, I was saying this. I saw where the question you said Kentucky is still red. Is it still solid red, like deep red, or is it kind of pinkish? It's turning. It's it's pinkish right now. Amy McGrath is making some headway there in Kentucky against Mitch McConnell, folks. It'll be nice to it'll be nice to try to turn that seed blue for once. You know, thirty years is a long time. Thirty years is a long time to try to get a seat turned over. And that is and that is why I asked that question, um, because they're making progress right there and people are seeing the true colors of Mitch McConnell and how aligned he's been with um with Trump. And the fact is that they got several bills sitting on his table on his desk and he will not put it 
to Senate for the vote. These are bills that are for the people, and he's been denying the people. I mean, and at this stage of the um, at this stage of the game, at this time, when we're close to the election, we're talking four years of Trumpism now, and you know people already know what the devil is going on here. What are you trying to call McConnell? You know full well people are not going to be supporting such bills that you want to put forth that benefit big money corporations and thus flush the people down the toilet, figuratively speaking. The people well, are the ones money. that are hurting. And that's Mike, what the Democrats... This money's been here. This money's been here. This money's been here. They're holding the money up. The money's been there, yeah. The money's been there. The money's for the people. But the problem is, the problem is, every time the House comes over with a proposal with the money, the Republicans say they are keep saying no. We don't want to. We don't want all those additives you guys keep adding to this bill. We don't need all that stuff. We want to keep trimming the fat, as they say here in the South. We want to keep trimming the fat. Yeah. But, but, but. While you're trimming the fat, you're putting out, you're putting, you're closing small businesses, you you're putting at risk the frontline defenders of of COVID nineteen because they need these monies to support themselves. A lot of folks are unemployed, so this yeah. money will be will be helpful to them. Now let's talk about the other side of this coin, and 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 I want Victor to step in here too, is because the money that goes to these individuals goes back into the businesses as well. And most of these businesses, guys, are mom and pop businesses, the sandwich shops, the burger shops, the hot dog shops, the hairdresser, the barber shops, the florists, uh, people, our personal items that we all, we need on a daily. And every time we can pick up a phone and call and say, I want curbside delivery, curbside delivery. And so that's where this money is supposed to go. So who wants to? T- I think the Trump folks want to take credit for stimulating this economy. But let's be honest, the Democrats tried to c- get this money a long time ago, even when the f- the very first the yeah. very first uh, uh, bill that was passed back up in March. There was no there was no conjecture with that. Everybody said, yes, yes, let's do it. We in trouble. You know, and the Fed stepped up and did what they had to do. Victor, talk to me. South Carolina, Columbia, a lot of mom and pop businesses there in Columbia. How you feel about this? About this going on here, Mr. McConnell's grandstanding again, right in the middle of an election. How do you feel? Well, I feel the, what the Republicans like to do is keep the money for themselves, for the top one percent. They want to make sure that they keep all the money for the big billionaire, millionaire who have you. And they want to leave the working people um, hanging, you know, dry and out. They mm-hmm. don't want to support the small businesses. They don't want to support those who lost their jobs because they've had this talking point for years. Oh, mm-hmm. if you're not working, you're lazy. Mm-hmm. You're oh, right. if you're not doing this... Uh, you got to pull yourself up by the bootstrap. And if you look at most of the folks who are like that, including Donald Trump, you did not pull yourself up by the bootstrap. 
Donald Trump had $300 million in the bank from his father, Fred Trump, on the day he was born, did not pull himself up by the bootstrap. And many of them are the same way. But yet they're telling you and I pull ourselves up from a bootstrap. Go work but for yet it. Go these work. folks were born with silver spoons in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. don't understand. They could not even go. Okay, for example, I'm going to use this. During the Republican National Convention, man, Donald Trump made his speech. And he said, look at your gas bill. You're paying less on gas. Okay, if you're driving a car, you go to the gas station and get gas. You don't go have a bill for gasoline for your car because he's out of touch. Hmm. And many of them are the same rate. They're out of touch with the common American people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree 100%. There is, there's something about that glass wall that they put up when, when folks are in... Go ahead, Michael. And you know what else is that... Um... Like you said, the two sides of Mitch McConnell, you know, he'll say, and I wish people um, really pay attention to this part, the three favorite words, as Victor says, Republicans always saying no. Sometimes Republicans do not get a chance to say no, because Mitch McConnell is always saying when it comes to Democrats' bill, three words, dead on arrival. And that's why he got several of those bills that are still stacked on his desk saying dead on arrival, he won't even read it, he won't even put it to the uh, senators up for a vote. I mean, how can you say the bill's not good if you don't read it? That's the exactly. thing. That's the thing. So it's like, and then he's going to pander to the media and say that the Democrats are not working for the American people. No, you are not working for the American people. That's why I applaud Nancy Pelosi for taking a stand and speaking up the truth of what's really happening at Congress. She's called them out. She's called the, um, Trump out, and so has um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. I mean, folks, the truth is getting out there, and there's not going to be any more rug left for these Republicans to sweep this stuff under because the rug is getting pulled up for renovation. It sure is. <laughs> I like that Amen. one. I like that. You know something, yes. guys? It's what's in, what's what's incredible is watching uh how folks like to get on the denial train. I, well, I didn't I didn't mean to say it. I didn't mean to say it like that, Michael. Yes, you did. You didn't want to give this money up in the first place. Lindsey Graham from here over my dead body that we going to sign this. Yes. Well, now, <laughs> can I say something real of, quick? You put a whole lot of folks in jeopardy, Mr. Graham, by saying over over your dead body, we going to sign over our dead body. We're going to sign this. You got a whole lot of folks in your state infected with COVID-19, sir. Got a bunch of South Carolinians infected with COVID-19. Jamie, I hope you're listening to me. You keep hammering home those points, those points of. People need to work together for the betterment of the state of South Carolina. And health care is the front line defense in this state. His father died because he didn't want to create a bill. Okay, folks. Go, go Victor. Okay. Ain't, that's what I said. Go, go, Victor. Now, when you look at these folks like Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, um, most of the Republicans who are running along with this foolishness 
They are afraid of a um, challenge. Mitch McConnell do not want to debate Amy McGrath. Lindsey Graham do not want to debate um, Jamie Harrison. There was a time when Joe Biden first became the front runner. He did, Donald Trump did not want to debate him because they're afraid of being presented with facts. Now, they can go tell, tell some um, constituents who don't know any better. I hate to say it like that. They can go and tell them any and everything. But when a substantial challenge comes, they're running scared. And this is why I don't have respect for Lindsey Graham. I remember seeing a video, and I don't know if I told you guys this before. There was a a, a um, soldier, fellow soldier. He served in Iraq and everything. He wanted to talk to Lindsey Graham. He said, Lindsey Graham, I want to ask you some questions. He said, I do support you, but are you sure about supporting this president? Lindsey Graham, instead of standing there and talking to him man to man, he found a door to run in and shut it and hide like a child. And close the door on him, too. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Awful. Awful. Awful, folks. folks. Let me just you treat veterans because, like a star. It's right. crazy. To, 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 to me, oh. yes. If um, I'm saying something like we're talking, and I'm so, someone who opposes what I'm saying, I'm gonna stand there, man to man, a man to woman, and I'm gonna debate my fact. I'm gonna. De- debate my point with you even mm-hmm. if we don't agree but I'm going to stand up for what I believe in so when he runs in uh, office and close the door you're not a stand up guy right you're a yes man that's what you are you're a yes man then we can just go ahead and say yeah, he's come- a yes He's been a yes man ever since. So there we go. May I add something? Go ahead, Michael. And what it comes down to is that if everything, you know, these guys, you wouldn't have anything to fear if you played things straight up with the American people from the beginning. If you had complied with and follow the laws and the Constitution from the very beginning as you took the oaths to, you wouldn't have to worry about a doggone thing. This is where Republicans and Democrats could get along and work together and defend this nation against foreign adversaries, those that were on the outside trying to do us harm. We should never, never, ever have to worry about those within our own nation trying to harm to us or vice versa. But then you got a party that want to keep lying and ducking and dodging forever and ever and ever with this special privilege garbage, but then got the gall to want to turn around and dictate to our side saying, you follow the law or follow the police, you won't have anything to worry about. Just follow your own dog on advice for once and then stop lying to the American people. You know, it, it comes down to it's like, you know, why is Trump constantly trying to hide his taxes and then he gets PO'd when his taxes are now really under order and investigation? A claim when she said he couldn't release his taxes because they were under order. We found that to be a lie. 
and the lies keep building up and building up and building up. And then now you got nowhere else to run, folks, because you are on audio, you are on video, big record of you changing the story over and over and over again. That had you gone before Judge Judy, <laughs> oh, boy, she would have embarrassed you big time. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, we, we yeah. hammered home this point. I appreciate you guys with this point in, 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 in everything that's going on. I think this bill is going to this bill is going to get done. It's going to get modified and modified. There's not going to be a m- much teeth to it once it does get back to the house. And I have a feeling it's just Murray. I have a feeling Nancy Pelosi is going to say no until we get what we want, even though this bill is going to be modified and, and, and sent back. Republicans are going to re- modify this bill, guys, and send it back and see what we what can happen. Now, let's think about what Man- Man- Madam Speaker said. If you come to the table with something worthy of what the American people need, we can come together and compromise and come up with a bill that has the meat that we need. I'm going to give you all a little bit. You give me a little bit and we can sign this bill and we'll keep it moving. But what's happening is the politics are starting to play into the negotiation side of this. Okay. Yes, this is an election year and everybody's trying to do something to get their constituents behind them again. So saying no for, for Mitch McConnell to say no is playing to his constituency. That's why he's saying no. Lindsey Graham, Doing the same thing here in South Carolina, saying no, is playing to his constituency. Folks, if you haven't seen any, any of these commercials, there's a bunch of them and all this negative on these commercials, okay? A bunch of them. Just pay attention three, five minutes if you get in between doing things. Just listen to the commercials. You hear even more rhetoric. Not coming from us, but coming from them, as always. Let's move on. I know, I know. Let's move on. We want to talk about this 13-year-old kid that got shot in uh arizona in utah 13 years old authorities are investigating the shooting of a 13 year old autistic boy by the police in the salt lake city area police said they were called they were called to the home in glendale friday night with the report of the boy who had threatened people with a weapon the boy reportedly ran and was shot by an officer after being pursued by the police the boy's mother, Mrs. Barton, said her son has autism, and she said he called. She called the police because he was having a breakdown and needed needed a crisis intervention team. Barton claimed she told police her son was unarmed and warned them that he did not know how to regulate his behavior. This came from the Associated Press. Guys, give me your feelings on this. You know, shoot first, ask questions last. Getting to become a theme in this country. Victor, talk to me. How do you feel about this one? Um. Okay. Can we find somebody else to call during a time of crisis? Because calling the police is not working for us as African Americans. The situation in Rochester, New York. Um, mm. The brother called the police. What happened? He died. Mom yes. called the police in Utah. What happened? Thirteen-year-old gets shot. So I'm wondering if there anybody else we can call because the police is not working for us. 
police come out with an attitude of wanting to shoot first and ask questions later, as you said. And um, then when I look at certain things that go on, as I was talking about the CNN special I was watching the other day. So a gunman goes in this pizza place in Texas. He starts shooting cars. He's looking for the kids that are being molested in this pizza place, which he got from uh, InfoWars for Alice Jones. And I'm going somewhere with this, so bear with me. But he shot in this restaurant numerous times. But when the police came out, they took him to jail alive. This is what's killing me. People who are doing the shooting and doing, um, reaping all the uh, havoc, they're going to jail alive. But yet, 13-year-old autism boys being shot. Young men in New York who have problems, who have, you know, a, a, a breakdown, being sh- being smothered with a bag over his head. Spit um, bag. A man Let's... walking in his car, they say he got a knife. He's being shot in the back seven times. A man who they say had a counterfeit $20 bill um, dies after a knee on his neck for almost nine minutes. This don't add up to me. But yet yep. the people who are doing the shooting and killing are going to jail alive. Yep. Why? All of them. All of them. And I don't get it neither. I don't get it neither. Let's not forget the young man with the long gun from Kenosha who did the shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And they defended him. Shot and killed two people. Has right. yet to he walked away. Has yet to be picked up by law enforcement. Won't be won't be won't be sent back to Wisconsin to answer to his charges. You had the president of these United States defend the young man. I'm just tired. in Wisconsin, the legal age for him to carry such a firearm is 18 years old. This he kid was, was 17. 17. So first of all, first of all, you already broke one law. He shot and killed two people, injured a third person. He walked away and got to go back home to another state. And because they're out here protesting for a man who didn't have a weapon, who they said had a knife in his car and got shot in the back seven times. I, I don't know. May I? I don't know. I, I, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead, Michael, because we, we, we want to continue on. And Yep. Well, first, it's very important to get to clarify with our audience. I think they're following us um, pretty well if they're familiar with the stories of the racial identities of the people that are shot and shot dead. And, you know, just the comparisons that you, Murray, and you, Victor, have been making of those that are coming out alive and uh, hardly being um, charged or prosecuted. You you know, the the thing is that how is that unarmed people of color are getting shot down because we thought there was a risk on our lives. We thought they had a gun and blah, 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 especially when the shooting occurs in the states where GOP legislature passed open carry laws which means you expect people to have a gun. And then now, as you have pointed out, Victor, somebody was underage and shouldn't have had a gun to begin with. 
how the heck is it that police will exercise restraint when a white person is holding a gun right at their faces, all weapons are drawn, and then you're begging the white gunman, please drop the gun, don't make us shoot you. But then you have already shot the person, had they been black. How is it that you police officers exercise restraint when you got these white, racist, neo-Nazi idiots storming into a state capitol building, armed and dangerous and totally violent, running the storm into the office of a governor who happens to be a female? You exercise restraint against those animals, and yes, Michael called them animals, the same way Donald Trump calls peaceful protests wrongly, animals. The thing is you exercise restraint, but you're quick to pull the trigger on a person of color. And then when it comes to this autism, every single police department is supposed to have an emergency crisis unit to deal with these things. And there is protocol to that because we have one here in New York City. And there was a woman who was mentally deficient, shot dead by a white cop. Yes, a black woman in my building who was mentally deficient, shot by a white cop a few years ago. I gave um, the name to Murray before. I'm sure we can go down this discussion some other time. But there was supposed to have been a crisis intervention for a mentally challenged. And that protocol wasn't met because of suspicion of one of the cops involved who is said to be a racist and has come to this building um, in prior occasions responding, wanted to do things his way, um, reached the premises before the crisis intervention arrived, and then now the, um, the victim was laying dead, and he was the only one that was there to do the shooting and then claims that he, he feared for his life because she was holding a knife or something like that. So, so you got a you got a lot of police officers that are violating policies and procedures and taking matters into their own hands for due to their own prejudices that they were and this is just my opinion pretty much, but it's a lot of suspicion that they were yearning to take out somebody due to their racial hatred as a strong char- charge. But the pattern of behavior, I'm telling you, is quite befitting. But we'll discuss that in another time. Yep, but you already touched the point about the law and order backfires. He's calling himself the law and order president, but he didn't say anything that would would make me think otherwise about being law and order, especially when you have a 17-year-old kid use a long gun to kill two people and injure a third, and then rush back to his home state in Illinois, unscathed, unscathed. Let's talk about the money these folks have raised for him. Um, there's some Christian organizations who've raised over two hundred plus thousand dollars for this young man for his defense fund. I don't know if I want to call them Christians. They are um, not. Got they are not. That. Go ahead, Victor. Um, you remember how much money was raised for Dylan Roof by quote, unquote, quote, Christian organization, unquote. Same thing. 
Um, and then we would talk about law and order. It showed no law and order. And then when you're saying that, you're trying to create a panic. But here's what's so ironic. You're saying this about law and order, trying to create a panic. But yet today, he said, oh, I didn't tell people about the seriousness of the coronavirus because I did not want to create a panic. Hmm. Wow. And that, mind you, is um, one of the excerpts of yet another book as um, another one from Bob Woodward. I know the name sounds familiar. He's written a few other um, previous anti-Trump books exposing the guy for the fraud and liar that he is. And this is a book entitled Rage. I just saw the news report prior to what's going on air with the podcast. So, of course, I for one have to get more info on this. But this is top-notch news, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I mean, <laughs> how many books now have come out within the past month against Donald Trump? A stack of them. A good enough. A stack of them. In one month. Over right? over 100. Over 100. Over 100. Wow. No, I know. And I know oh, in four years, a good amount. But I'm talking about in one month's time, we, we, have, we have this new book, Rage. We have the Michael Cohen book coming out, This Lawyer. A few weeks ago was the premiere of Mary Kay Trump's book, Trump, mm-hmm. um, Donald Trump's niece. That's three yep. right there. Am I missing anything within the 30-day period? No, you aren't. You're right on target. Um, That's um, a lot been, for 30 days. I've been, I've been banned from books a million because of my library is getting very big. And so I've been banned right now, so I can't go and pick up, pick up these books. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. There's too it's much. There's too much. It's, yeah, I was thinking about doing audio too. There's too much. There's just, uh, I just don't have enough shelf space, guys. I really don't. But the thing is, with these books, we're getting we're getting some absolute uh, admissions to the things that have been going on with this president. Um, you have several other ones that have come out. I had a name of of the, of, a, of one that come out um, on this past Sunday. And I may have misplaced my sticky note, guys. I don't have it with me. Um, but this was in consideration. This book is in the same lines of what's going on with Mike, a tell-all by Michael Cohen as well. Um, um, guys, maybe later on I will post this on the group pages so you guys can add the link to the book um, from Amazon. I've been banned from there too, guys. Can't go there either. Uh, but the this is this is how it goes when when we have numerous books about a president who's all over oh, the place. Oh, Murray, I think Murray, I think I know a book that you're talking about. It might have been featured on Meet the Press this past Sunday. So if I find it, I will definitely let you know. But I think I know what you're talking about. We 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 have so many and and guys, um, if if it does any good to to our group. We may just list these books in a in a list for people to once they find the list. Um, we would recommend that everyone read these books prior to what's going on in your leisure. Um, 
we'll create a list of the books for everybody to read and at their leisure. So you can go out and pick these books up. Sometimes we kind of miss things in the throes of news reporting and, and catching snippets from the news, but maybe we'll just create this list for everybody, the top 10 books that we would um, recommend from the show to everyone to just check out prior to this election. This loyal is coming out. This is one that by Michael Cohen that you featured in your uh, Michael's talking about right now, guys. And so very, very pick this book up. There's a whole bunch of them that I have a list of the ones that I want that that by some real pertinent um, political figures that uh, that I will share with you guys in a list on on our group pages coming very soon. Also, we want to continue on with the show. Yes, you're listening to the Community Call podcast with Michael and Victor and myself tonight. We want to thank them for joining the show. And so, Michael, you about like me. What's, what what in the heck is wrong with you, as Don Lemon said? You know, there's been some poignant questions that Don Lemon has been asking Donald Trump, and this has, there has been no response from the Trump team or Donald Trump himself. And it's just it's just kind of scaly why these why there's no um, um, response. Only response you get on Twitter is more rhetoric that revs up the base from Twitter. Victor, what do you think about what the heck is wrong with you? Don Lemon said this um, in 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 an interview in a in in in, in a broadcast not too long ago, and um, the question was, while such a question is befitting. To ask a sinister, delusional Donald J. Trump, it all also directed to his base, who's devout, who devoutly follows him, with no questions asked or no thoughts of any kind on their end regarding consequences and penalties for committing such criminal acts on his behalf at, or at his request. Disclaimer, folks, we don't know if the president is at, is doing this on asking folks to do things that are not uh, becoming of what he wants of his agenda. We don't know that. This is just speculation. OK, now, the thing that I um, actually, want to. Everybody... I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead Michael. Go ahead, Michael, what with he, that one. Go ahead. What he just told his base, he was directing mostly to his base. After all the time saying that people shouldn't be voting twice, the Democrats are trying to vote twice out, the false accusation, but then he's at his rally telling his people, go ahead, vote twice, and see if you can get away with it. Go ahead, do it. So why are, you going to direct, why are you going to direct your people to vote twice? And already you have the legal experts um, jamming the airways, telling people, no, don't do it. It's a crime. It's against the law. Anytime Trump has told his people to do something that's criminal, there's a whole host of critics on the airways telling people, no, don't do it. It's against the law. Yes. But guess who supported him on this? Uh-oh. His attorney okay. general. His attorney general said, I don't know the law. I don't know. So he did not speak out against it. His attorney general, who's a notice better than anybody. Now, um, I want to go back to what Murray was asking me about Don Lemon. And he said, what's wrong with you? Um, I remember Donald Trump attacked Don Lemon and LeBron James 
one night. Yes, he did. And, um, yes. And first, I want to give great kudos to LeBron James. I look at LeBron James in the tradition of people like um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali, athlete who takes a stand. And I, I give him kudos. Even when um, they lost to Golden State in the championship, and Steph Curry and the team beat LeBron James and his team. LeBron James still stood up for Steph Curry when Donald Trump said, you're uninvited. But let me move forward with my point. Yes, it's an excellent question for Don Lemon to ask. What's wrong with you? Um, and, and what people are saying is this. What eats Donald Trump up the most? A guy with the racial history that he has, he cannot even come close to a black man. He cannot even be a tenth of the president that Barack Obama was, and it's eating him alive. Hmm. Hmm. I, I I never heard it put that way. Never heard it put that way. But I would I would I would, yeah. I would agree. I would agree with this. I agree with this. I think there's there's something about the fact that someone who has a track record like Obama, especially from an educational avenue, who was the president of the Harvard Law School at a very young age, mind you, there's there's so many accomplishments that, that Barack Obama did as a president, but a lot of people wouldn't give him credit for simply because of his skin color. I'm going to say something controversial, guys. Get ready. You have people in our own community, in the black community, who didn't stand with Barack Obama when the time came. Okay? Yeah, I'm saying it because there were some moments that instead of being contrite with Barack Obama, they should have supported him. And now you don't hear from these voices until it's election time, and all of a sudden you want to put them on TV. Okay? Yes, I'm saying it. You have your Cornell Wesses. You have uh, others, Ice Cube, and others who come out here demanding, demanding from the party as if you have been working all this time for your community. The only thing you have done is taken from your community. And if you are giving, you're giving just barely enough. So your credibility, your credibility with me, your credibility with me is in question. I know I'm gonna get some feedback from this because I know it's controversial to say. It's but we have it, we have people in our own party, guys, who continue to attack Barack Obama long after he's been out of office. And we have, after we have, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm coming to you, Michael. We have people in in the community that continues to do it and demand from the party. But once they get these demands going, they don't stick around to see it through. And it's only to me, it's a publicity stunt. That's what I'm calling it. If you're gonna come to the table, bring something to the table that's gonna solidify the reason why you're here in the first place. I don't need you to come in grandstand and then disappear. 
That's the that's the deal with me. That's a deal breaker. But but now, like I said, you had you had you have these voices. Cornell West, love him as a person, great professor. Don't forget Tavis Smiley, another person who is a staunch critic of Barack Obama, who is no longer on TV. So there are there there are those who are undermining the democratic process and undermining the Democratic Party based on based on their own conspiracy theories, their own conjecture about the party and what it has done for the African American community. My thing is quit talking and let's work. We can have the conjecture amongst ourselves. Yes, we can. We can't be a community without having some conjecture amongst us, but we still need to be able to unify with each other. And we need to quit this Wheatley Lynch attitude amongst one another. Did everybody hear that one? Let me do that one again. Let's quit this Wheatley Lynch attitude amongst each other. It continues to come up in times like these. Remember, guys, when Kaye West decided to go ahead and run for president? And he sued, he sued the state, uh, somebody, he sued the state to have his name added to the ballot. I think it was Wisconsin. And now we don't hear anything about Kanye West right now. And like I said before, it's all about grandstanding at a time when people need to unify and bring this country together. Go ahead, Michael, with your comment. And I thank you, Murray, for reminding me of that particular aspect because I remember you and I, as I put in the outline, we had a sidebar chat on some of these things, and a lot of which, of course, was on the um, the right wing devout Trump supporters. Yeah, those were extremists right there. And then, but at the same time, we had extremists on our side, as you said, that were very contrite with Barack Obama instead of supporting the man, instead of just working with the guy. We have people on our side that thought that Obama was just going to be president or expected him to be president just solely for the blacks. And I said that is totally, totally wrong because Obama was to be president for all the people. Yes, we have presidents that have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They have neglected our communities. They have neglected our sides, either by error or on um, or deliberate. I don't know unless we there's some investigation going on. But you cannot expect one person just because he's black to just be a turnabout fair play against the whites because you pledge for equality and you chastise the Republican um, president, for, for example, for just being president towards his people, you you expect Obama to do something like that, that that's just making it just as bad. You know, it's where's the equality? And then you're going back on your own words, you know, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know, you just be as hypocritical as those that are you know, on the right. Now, what the thing of what the heck is wrong with you, the thing that I experience is the fact that I have so many people here in New York that are Trump supporters. They have really lost their freaking minds 
anywhere and everywhere to even elevating him as some sort of false king, as a false god. The Daily News one time um, had him on the front page in the depiction of the Last Supper with him being like Jesus and Heresy. the 12th. Heresy. Heresy. Or, it's blasphemy, to, in my opinion. But the reason why Daily News did that is because of Trump's old words. He says, I am the chosen one. I am the anointed. And his base, his people picking up on that and going, rah, rah, rah. I have, I have letters in the voice of the people each, each and every day. People saying that Trump is a godsend to stop abort, um, abortions and protect the unborn. And I'm trying to, I'm just getting my head together because I want to write a scathing rebuttal as to all these crazies, if I can use that term. No, wait, wait, wait. Just call them these so-called Christians. There's nothing, there's nothing about these so-called Christians that's going to fix them, Michael, no matter what you No, but my point, Um, my point is, but my point is, is that how are you going to say he's saving the unborn when he is inciting the violence that's going on? He's playing politics with the American people's funds, the taxpaying dollars he's directing to fatten his pockets and fatten the pockets of his supporters. I'm talking about the big money supporters. Lord knows how much he's paying on some of these Republicans in Congress. We don't know exactly for sure, but the whole thing is is that there are pregnant women who are being victimized by such gun violence, by regular violence, What period. You know, these Trump supporters, that's what they think about is violence and saying in the name of Donald Trump, in the name of Christianity. And then what happens? These pregnant women lose their babies. That's miscarriage, which is, in fact, um, identical to abortion, and I called these right wingers out when they want to lie and say the woman didn't um, suffer a miscarriage. She went on for an abortion on her own. They're going to lie and cover up their own crimes. But don't you dare, right wing Christians, come up and say that Trump is protecting the unborn when his actions and policies is killing the unborn, just like it's killing the actor-born. You know, amen. let's keep it real here. Amen. 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 On, on amen. amen. I, I, amen. I, I can't say nothing. Amen. amen. I'm being prompted. Um, you amen. know something? Go ahead, Victor, with your comment. We're going okay. to get out of here because I tell you, I'm excited. You guys got me all excited. Go ahead, Victor, with your comment. Okay. First, man, um, I'm going to go to your evangelical. All the right. Uh, Big time teller evangelical. I think she's supposed to be Donald Trump's spiritual advisor. Here's what she said when um, Donald Trump called her to be his spiritual advisor. He said, I could not say no to Donald Trump. That's like saying no to God. Hmm. Yes. So then I listened to Michael Cohen on Rachel Maddow's show. Michael Cohen said, I've known Donald Trump for years. He said, I know personally that Donald Trump is pro-choice. So he's uh, carrying a mantle that he don't even believe in. Wow. 
So when all the folks are running behind him, the evangelical, the Christian community, a so-called Christian community, because we discussed Jerry Farrell Jr. in his escapades, um, they are running behind, I, I, I want to say, you know, like I said, blasphemy. Yes. So when you take someone yep. and you draw them like they're Jesus because they say I'm the chosen one, are the same one that said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and still lead in the polls. How do you have a Christian mind to follow that and support that? But yet, the same people want to holler, Obama is a Muslim. He's a Muslim. I can't support him. He's a Muslim. And and, and this is why with the late John McCain, I gave him kudos, even though I voted for Obama, I gave him kudos when he took the mic from that lady. Yep. Said, yep. He's not a Muslim. He's a good man. He's a family man. We just have philosophical differences. And this is what we're missing in Washington. People like that. People who are going to say, yes, we have philosophical differences, but we need to find a way to um, come to a common ground for the good of the country. Yes, I agree, Victor, 100%. I agree. 100%. You know something, Victor? When you when you had um, pointed out that Trump is really pro-choice, i like to know what Trump's um, idea of pro-choice is. I'm just getting into Trump said maybe his idea of pro-choice is I and I alone make all the choices. But, you know, <laughs> seem but, like to me that's yeah. going on right now. Seem like to me that's it, what's going on with him anyway. I need to make a disclaimer, and that uh, yes, we always will always respect the office of the presidency. I just, I for one, just have absolutely zero respect for the current occupant of that office, who has, in so many million ways in one, tarnished that very office of the presidency. Just wanted to make that clear. Thank you, Michael. Hey, folks, this is the Community Call. We're on with Michael and Victor tonight. We want to thank them for being a part of the show. What another rousing episode we had tonight, guys. I thank you so much for, for your contributions to the show. One thing I will say in closing, folks, do your homework. It's time to do yeah. your homework. Okay? Um, I am taking suggestions for Donald Trump books that anybody wants to recommend for our list of, of books to read. Um, the holiday season is coming up. The, these books will make great books to read for friends and, and those who are who have a political savvy about them. Also, we want to recommend that you pick up a few of these books and start reading yourself and get an understanding of who the commander in chief we have now versus who could be our potential commander-in-chief. So now is a great time to do our homework. Now is a great time to encourage people to get out to vote. Yes, I'm saying it again. Please get out to vote. Staying home elects Republicans. Not voting elects Republicans. Not being interested elects Republicans. Okay. Yes. If you're doing these things, you are electing Republicans. I hope everyone is doing well wherever you are across America and, and the world. 
whatever you do, stay together. Stay in love. Peace. Are you listening to the same old political talking points? Then check out the community call for a new perspective on politics. Left. Right. Center. We bring it together with an open and honest political discussion.